When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and thank you for joining us for this week's Tribe for Supper. I'm joined by Jonathan Taylor and Phil Tallentire and we're going to talk Adam Clayton. We meant to do it earlier in the week, to be honest, after his, on the back of his, his signing of a new contract, which has been uh, a long time coming, hasn't it, Phil? He was one of the players who was identified at the back end of last season who, who, who was rewarded for playing his part in that promotion campaign. Yeah, he was always going to get a new deal. In fact, we were told pretty much before the season started that Adam Clayton was one of those players who'd more or less agreed it. So I'm not quite sure why it's taken as long as it has, but clearly there were one or two little... Uh, I's to dot and T's to cross, but uh, yeah, it's good news. I like that. I always like to see players commit to the club um, for for a, a relatively significant amount of time, and, and and also particularly players like Adam Clayton, who who, who have have bought into the club ideal, haven't they? They they they, they came here. You know, it came from Huddersfield. He was we, we knew a bit about him, but we didn't know what sort of character he was, or or whether he would fit in. And and I think he's he's won over the fans and he's won over us just just by the fact that he's a one hundred percenter. And and I think you ask most football fans what they want from a player, and and they'll, the first thing that they'll say is, look, as long as they try their heart out for the team. Everything else is a bonus, and I think with Adam Clayton, it, not only does he try his heart out, but he found a role for himself as well. Funnily enough, a role that really alien to his previous, mm. um, his previous the jobs that he did for Huddersfield and Leeds, really, which was more of as a box-to-box attacking midfielder. Is he was he was arguably the best defensive midfielder in the Championship last season, and is looked more often than not comfortable in the Premier League in that deep role in front of the back four. We'll, we'll get on to his, his job on the pitch, Jono, in a bit, but Phil touched on it there. A lot of the reaction I saw when, when he'd signed his new deal was uh, his reaction. He talked about the Borough family and how he's yeah. over the moon to extend his stay you know, in an area in a town he's going to love. He said, he said exactly that, didn't he, yeah. after the one promotion last year. And, and you know it's genuine, don't you? You know it's not just a bit of spiel to kind of say the right thing when there's a deal. There is a feeling that he genuinely has bought into everything surrounding the club. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. And it's understandable, really, because ever since he, he, he got kind of released from from Man City, which would have been... It was a tough tough moment for him, that, really, considering he'd been at the academy for the best part of a decade. You know, it was a boy club, he wanted, to, he wanted to make it there. Ever since then, he's really been searching for, for somewhere where he can call home. And uh, Leeds, it looked like it was going to happen, and it just didn't happen for him. Huddersfield, I mean, he, he probably thought that he'd become the best player at Huddersfield, so, so it was kind of hit a glass ceiling at that point. Um, Middlesbrough obviously were on an upward you know, curve when he did join and he probably looked at it, he looked at the surroundings you've got you know, how, how great Rockcliffe is the local area that even the, the sense of humour around the place kind of seem, around Teesside seems to fit with his personality for me um, and it, it is a good fit and, and the fans feels right, the fans like his 100% attitude, they like what he's done they appreciate that he's, he's also improving as well, I mean, he's not, he's someone that he's wanting to better himself, he's not just like you know, stuck in treacle um, and equally Clayton, I think he appreciates that the fans have opened their arms to him um, it's a two-way relationship but it always is with a player in a football club um, and I think that it's nice to have characters like that as well because off the pitch you know, we know he's a, he's a funny lad isn't he he's a, he's a great person in the dressing room and at a time when Borough have kind of you know, let a few of those go really in recent I mean obviously Woody's gone you know, Dean Whitehead's gone good head in the dressing room 
with a couple of other kind of big characters, Nuge, for example, has gone. Clayton remains kind of the heartbeat of that dressing room, and it's good that he, you know himself and, and George and Ben Gibson are all nailed down now along contracts because because they are the you know the bread and butter, the life and soul of the football club. He this season at the start of the season, obviously Martin Darun started. He, he started alongside Martin Darun the first day of the season. But Adam Forshaw's emergence initially when Borough was still playing four two three one, it looked as though Clayton might be the victim of that, and it, and he's dropped out. He's came back in, hasn't he? He's made that slot his own in the four one four one, and and he, I think he's improved as the season's gone on. Yeah, and and I think there's more to come from him as well. I mean, he's got that. He's already got those skill set, hasn't he? To be an attacking player, so it's, he wouldn't have to be. You know, if 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 Aitor gives him a little bit more license, it, it's not something that's alien to him. And we've seen a case we saw against Swansea, didn't he? When he, the old step over, you know, he was quick to tell people I used to do that quite a lot uh, when he set up the goal. Um, I, I think he is suited to that role. There's no doubt about it. The one in the four-one-four-one. Um, it just, it just like he, he sits there. He reads the game. He gives the ball. He gives tidy passes left and right, occasionally forward. Um, it must be slightly frustrating for him because I think he probably feels in his heart of hearts that he could do a Darun job or he could do a, he could do a Forshaw job, and I think he could. But but I don't think Aitor is going to let him off the leash anytime soon because he's he's a valuable person doing what he does, and I think he's more disciplined than those other two as well. I think I'm not saying those two couldn't play in that position or indeed Grant, but I think Clayton's got them. He's happy to sit. Um, and but I do think you know he's, he's a pro, you know he's, he's, he's in his you know mid to late twenties now, so he's approaching the peak of his career. He's got a great engine to use a cliche, um, and um, I'm pleased that he's I'm pleased that he's, he's he's flourishing in the Premier League because there was no guarantee he would. He's never really played at that level before. Although he'd come through the City Academy, as John O says, so he, he would he would have played with good players as a young a young lad. So. I think it, 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 it's a good sign, really. He's, he's, he's one of those players who, when you're looking for leaders, he's not, I don't think he's particularly vocal on the pitch, but when you look on, look on the pitch and you've got a friend and a Gibson on and a Ledbetter and a Clayton, people like that, you kind of feel a little bit uh, more reassured, don't you? Phil touched on it there, John, and, and obviously I talk around here. Gary Clayton's played a role which I talk around here has specified in there. Does yeah. Borough need more? From the midfielders going forward, do Borough need more in in the in this day and age in the Premier League? Do you need more from your midfielders than someone who's going to sit and and sweep up? And, and like I say, I, I'm well aware that it's probably more the, the job that he's being told to do. But is that enough these days? Um, I think in the system that Ito is playing in a four-one-four-one, I think that that Clayton is doing enough. I think that that system hinges on that one person. You're sitting and you've seen. I mean, you've seen. You know, really top teams down the years. You can do it. Top players. You know, make that position their own. It's called the Makalele role for a reason, isn't it? You look at someone like Michael Carrick, who that that is essentially his game. I mean, that is essentially what Clayton is modelling his game on. And Carrick's done it for years. I mean, he's just a fantastic percentages man. I don't think that there's a, a kind of a, a pressure on that that role to do more. But if you do have a, one of the the Carrick type players in your team. I think that the pressure then goes on the other midfielders. I think that you can't have both. You can't have kind of three defensive ones in there. If you're going to say, right, one of my players is purely going to be a defensive break up the opposition attack, I think that then the, the one or two in front of him have to do a lot better. And um, just back to, to Clayton's kind of influence this year, I think the biggest compliment you can play to him is when he's not in the team, he's missed. If you look at a couple of the big games that he hasn't played in, Everton away, he didn't play in that game and that was arguably for his worst performance of the season I thought they were completely bossed in the midfield 
Um, and then equally again at Palace last week, I thought that Clayton wasn't in there. And we've talked about in the office, the midfield was just, it was limp, wasn't it? There was no bite in there at all. You miss him, and that's the biggest compliment you can pay him. Uh, Martin Daroon's played in a more advanced role, Phil, than we expected him to. And, and what I guess he expected him, himself to, given what he, what he was saying about his game when he signed. Is that, is that due to the fact that Daroon has, has impressed Artur Crankton in a more offensive role? Or is it due to the fact that Adam Clayton stamped his spot on the defensive role and, and Daroon's had to adjust his game it's an interesting question a very difficult one to answer because you look at Daroon and I'm still not utterly convinced what type of player he is um, you, you know when he, when he signed we, what, I can't remember what the nickname was that he was called but it was something like the spoiler wasn't it, it the was, wave breaker the wave breaker I, I inadvertently yeah, referred to yeah. as the windbreaker in yeah. one feature <laughs> yeah the very really different player yeah, <laughs> to me that smacks of a, a self given nickname in the governor Paul Inst mode but um, you know I mean obviously Daroon's got a, talk about skills got skill sets Daroon's got a lot of different skill sets and, and but I think the one thing that was noticeable f- from for me at Palace in particular was that you looked at the midfield, and I'm, I, I looked at them. I didn't, didn't know who was meant to be doing what. You know, Daroon was popping up here, Forshaw was popping up there. You know, obviously the, there was a formation that they weren't happy with anyway. Um, you know, the, the wing backs were looked. You know, basically playing as withdrawn full backs. Um, so the the role the, the roles that people are given within that team have to be well. Defined. And I think Aitor's been good at that in the past. We knew last season who was doing what, didn't we? And I think the big problem with 4-2-3-1 when Aitor played that was the three never looked comfortable. With the th- he never knew his best three. The three didn't know whether to push on or to sit back to help the striker, to, to, to drop, drop deep, to go inside. And I think the beauty of the 4-1-4-1 was that people knew their roles. And, and I think we're getting away from that a little bit now. And I don't know whether Daroon's been given a roving brief, but it looks like to me that he's... He's kind of playing where he wants. And I'm not always sure that's a good idea. Going back to Adam Clayton as well, very quickly, we sit often, you know, all of us sit side by side watching matches. And there's quite a few occasions, isn't there, where someone like Adam's got the ball at his feet and we're willing him to make the forward ball instead of sometimes just taking the easy option. I'd like to see a bit more of that from him because I think he's capable of doing what Forshaw did earlier in the season, which was get the ball at his feet, advance five or ten yards, and then play a forward pass. And suddenly the ball, the movement, the team has moved up the pitch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a bit like a rugby team, you're moving everything up the pitch with the ball uh, instead of just playing everything in the final third and being, you know, a, a team that sits deep. So I think for me... I don't have a problem with the personnel that Aitor's using, but I sometimes I'm starting to think that at the moment, with results going wrong and with the pressure being on, I'm not quite sure everybody's got the, the clearly defined role anymore. And I think Daroon's absolute, as you mentioned, a, a superb case in point because because at the moment I'm not sure whether he's got a defensive role or an attacking role or both. I mean, we've seen this season without over going into too much detail, players who can play in that. In the two in a four two three one players like Adeli Ali was a great player. Uh, we saw the Everton players, didn't we? Getting forward from those withdrawn positions, so it can be done. But you've got to always know when to drop back and and, and get back into position when you're out of possession. On on Clayton, and this is a question for, for both. I still don't think answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> on on Clayton, and, and this is an answer for both. Where, where does he where does he rank in terms of Itoko Ranker's best signings? Well, I think he's he's up there. Um, I remember watching Adam Clayton. I, I used to cover Yeovil when I lived down in Somerset, um, and that was um, it was at the end of the last game of Aitor's first season. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, a couple of games earlier, Yeovil's fate was kind of secured when they lost to Huddersfield. And Adam Clayton played that day. Um, and he was, as, as Phil mentioned, a right kind of box-to-box player here. I think he dyed his beard blue because of some uh, charity bet or whatever. Yeah. But he was a f- fantastic player. And you could tell straight away, he is a good championship player. If not, you know, with great potential to go and become you know better. So I don't think that it was a great kind of scouting coup to find Adam Clayton. He was out there. He was known as a good player. And he, everyone in the championship knew that he was a good player. But I think if you, in terms of judging his best signings, I think if you would look at what Karant has done to him, how he's, how he's moulded the system around him, I think there's an argument to saying he, he's right up the top. He's right up the top because he, he has, he has, it's always difficult when you, you take a player and, and check, move their position almost. Remember what obviously Alan Smith had it done to him, didn't he, by Ferguson? Um, and I think Clayton is actually now is actually a better holding midfielder than he was an attacking midfielder, and that's probably credit to Crankness. So again, I've, I've danced around the point, but I think he's right up there. Yeah, one of the best certainly because he's he's been in he's been pretty much in the team since the day he signed, and I think that's a judgment of a player, isn't it? That that. That, that, that they're uh, virtually one of the first names on the team sheet. You know, Adam Farshaw is turning into a really good signing. For, what, I mean, Borough paid a couple of million quid for him from Wigan. Both snips. Both yeah, snips. In, in the current climate, really, really good value buys. But of course, he didn't play for pretty much a season. And then you're looking around, I mean, Ayala obviously came in, he came in under Mark Venus. But, um, you know, I think pound for pound, another great value signing. Um, you know, if if a player comes in and does a job for you, then goes out and you get at least the same money back or a little bit more, then they they have to turn out to be good. So I mean, Valdez isn't really a gamble, is he? I know he, apart from fitness, Negredo is a top top player. You know, you expect those players to come in and do a job for you, but it's the it's the unheralded players, the players who have been scouted. You know, awful example, but let's say Depenya had come in and ripped up the championship. And you'd say, well, we'd never heard of him, and he's coming, he's been fantastic. I mean, Ramirez last season was a good signing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a loan signing, didn't really cost the club much, um, it, you know, apart from wages and whatever else the deal had to be pushed through for. Um, and he made an impact when he came in. And if it had ended in May when it did, you'd look back and say, well, Ramirez has got to be one of Aitor's top five signings. So, yeah, but I'd certainly say Clayton, um, uh, you know, he's been. Um, He's been pound for pound a really, really good addition to the squad. You touched on it there. If 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 he was to go, obviously he's committed his future to the club now until twenty twenty one. How much would would Clayton be worth now? Oh. And I know it's it's you can't. It's so difficult, isn't it, to put a value on players these days? But yeah, well, I mean, I guess a worth is as much as someone's willing to pay. But you've got to say that's it's a, a, that's a cracking. And that's my answer. <laughs> well, you look at your Jeff Hendricks and people. Well, exactly. I'm not saying he's the same sort of player. You know, Derby have paid mm. daft money for players in the Championship, haven't they? The, the, some of the some of the some of the prices people are playing now in the Championship. Mm. Um, if you're talking Martin Daroon cost twelve million pounds and he was brought in to do Clayton's job, and now Clayton is doing that job and he's being entrusted by Karanka. You've got to be talking at least something around that mark, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I certainly don't think that selling Adam Clayton is anywhere near the the borough agenda. I think in future years, I I hope to think that you know in three three years, three and a half years that he put down, he's still there because he does do a good job and he is the kind of character that teams need. Um, I think he has to start me um, between now and the end of the season, really. Um. The lights went out, by the way. And if you watch your Facebook lives, it's becoming a, a, a common occurrence. Um, just to finish up, 
you both touched on it. Stoke obviously Saturday. He didn't play at Palace last week. Does he come straight back in? It does for me. Still, uh, you know, you, you, we talked about um, the importance of in 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 a situation like Burnley at the moment. You play the players who are in form, who look confident, who have a bit of belief, and I think Clayton fits in that category at the moment. Um, you know, in a situation that Burr are in at the moment, there'll be players who aren't looking forward to a Saturday. Um, they'll be dreading the match. They'll be dreading the pressure. They won't enjoy being out on the pitch. You know, knowing that oh god, here we go if we concede again, we're going to be one arm tied behind our back, and we've got you know, it's 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 this is when your big players step forward and they want to play even if even if results aren't going well and I think you look at an Adam Clayton and again we've talked about it all week a Grant Ledbetter those kind of characters who will relish the scrap who would absolutely be up for the scrap who would be sat on the bench if they weren't in the team with you know you know biting the nails with frustration and anger that they're not out there helping the team I think I think when you look around the dressing room without you know we're not there but if we if we were right or crank looking around the dressing room I think uh, Adam Clayton I can rely on him if, yeah. if nothing else for 100% commitment determination and application in the next 90 minutes which makes it all the more surprising I guess Trevor, that he was left out of such a crucial game last week yeah I mean a lot's been said this week about that team selection I think it was, it was as soon as we saw it at the 3-5-2 and, and the people that was left out more importantly you know the likes of Clayton and Traore we, a lot of eyebrows were raised uh, I, I, I certainly don't think Karanka will play that again at Stoke I mean I'd be staggered if he did um, but yeah, Clayton's definitely back in. I think he's part of the pivotal battle for the entire game, really, against Joe Allen. Uh, Joe Allen is very much the guy that makes them. T- he's the he's their Bojan, really. But the the t- the tic air style of Stoke last season um, has very much kind of disappeared. And with Crouch up front, they're a much more kind of workman like team, more direct. Uh, and Joe Allen's that guy that is feeding on the second balls. We've seen it all season. Clayton's going to have to marshal him. He'll be the anchor man. You're marking Joe Allen. And you look at how well Borough did against Everton. Um, I think a, a long way to how Borough kind of combated Everton was the work that Clayton did on the likes of Barkley, on Davis, I thought played all right. Schneiderlin was non existent. So I think Clayton played a big role then. He'll play an absolute massive role against Stoke. And yeah, that, that battle with Joe Allen could be the defining battle of, of which way you know, the, the game swings. Excellent. Thank you, fellas. Cheers. Cheers.